I will just start because you're gonna you're gonna cut this and splice this in any way, and yeah. it's gonna be way more fun if we start just in the middle of something. Yeah, um, absolutely. You you could even like cut together my words and like make it make me say like something like the fart blows over the moon. I would I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, how are things on your side, mate? Just um, in general. Well, sound-wise, sound-wise, I finally have my monitor, uh, my monitor arm, my microphone arm installed. Hey, so I don't have to hold the microphone anymore. And um, let me let me let me show you this. I'm I'm typing now, and it's still like audible. Yep. But it's not. Um, it's not like the earthquaking bass explosion it was before. <laughs> no. So no. um, I'm I'm trying to refrain from typing nonetheless, but... Um, so the advice for typing whilst on the call is try and use a touch device if you can. So if you need to note smart. anything, yeah, use your phone. Um, yeah. Or, you know, like type like a ninja. Yeah. And hope yeah. that you don't have a, one of those clickety-clackety keyboards. Oh, I couldn't. I can't get on with those keyboards for for daily use. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of respect for the people who who love them and like make them their hobby. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're not for me. I think they look beautiful. I think it's really cool yep. what people do with them, and they look beautiful and everything. But it's just not what I need or want. It's not what anybody around me needs or wants either. I'd be so <laughs> that, loud that too. That too. Oh. I mean, it might be like like a stimulating thing, you know, like stimming, stimming the, the whole the whole clickety clackety thing. But um, I want keys that move as little as possible, you know. Like I was the only person in the world that loved the 2016 era MacBook Pro keyboards because they they move so little, you know. I didn't love them. I, I'm, I'm happier since they've changed. Um. But I did successfully manage to wear through the um, the E key on one of them. Oh wow! Yeah, I was I was, you know how sometimes you feel like you're immune to something, and I always thought that I would be immune to my keys hanging. And then just two weeks ago, uh, just when I got my new my new laptop. The, the X key stopped working properly. Like every now and then it would type an X, but sometimes oh no. it wouldn't. And yeah, at least it's an X and not like an E or something. <laughs> yeah, but still not cool. Is that on your external keyboard? Um, no, no, on the, on the internal one. Ah. On the internal of my old laptop that now goes to my mom. Oh no. And so I hope I can, I can fix that. Yeah. Um, with some compressed air or something. Compressed air and... Uh, Otherwise, she'll just have to w work without an X. She can write KS, I, I think. I mean, it's basically yeah. the same, right? Yeah, yeah, it should be fine. should be fine. Just as long as she's <laughs> not talking about Xenon or any of the other X words, you know, like <laughs> xylophone or... <laughs> uh, yeah. Noble gases are yeah. a passion. <laughs> No, dude, tell me about your <laughs> last few days 
your last week or so putting together everything for Product Hunt and tell me how it's going because I'm oh, super curious. It is, it is exciting. Okay, so Product Hunt is a website where you post your thing and then people can upvote it and leave comments and stuff, something like that. And yep. for the last few years, it's been like one of the avenues on how you can get more eyeballs on your new project like your new app your new service whatever um it's been i don't know people are, are getting more critical of it i i think it's its influence is waning yeah but it's still i think in my opinion very much worthwhile to post there last time um i posted a different project it got like um few hundred users just that day and that was really cool um awesome. the thing is you're on that page for exactly 24 hours and so you need really need to make that time count and you need to activate your fan base so to speak to all go to that page in the tw in the, the 24 hours when you are live and um upvote you basically and and interact with you and make everything else that the algorithm needs to be happy I and see. um so what i did was like last uh, yes yesterday even i would like tell people hey if you i'm gonna post something on product Hunt tomorrow make yourself an account so you can interact with it that would be very great and i started pre-writing tweets and emails and newsletters and just a list of people that i wanted to ask for favors and as of today, as of like one and a half hours ago, this is live. Yeah. And people can upvote it. And I've already realized I have made multiple mistakes. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> first mistake. <laughs> first mistake is um, I should have known this better. I don't know why I didn't do it. Um I like you can put a link in there and people will like that's, that's like the big main call to action and that link just leads to telemetrydeck.com. I should have totally uh sent that to the sign up page directly. Like I mean why didn't I do that? Right. Yeah. Uh, and also I can because like all my pages are using telemetry deck for um analytics as well. I could have added a named source parameter to the URL, you know, like where you have a question mark at the end and then this is like source equals product hunt or something. Yep. Um, even without that, it will still try to figure out a source, but it's way more reliable and, and stuff if I just add that thing there. <laughs> so that's like the first mistake I made. Like, and this is totally on me. Like I'm doing, I'm creating an analytics company. Like I should know this. Yep. Um. But I'm, so, I'm, I'm guessing there's some yeah. level of excitement, though, here, Daniel, as you've gone for it and just gone, yep, we're going live, it's here. Um, and I know yeah. that... Yeah, uh, the thing is, like, I've, I've prepared... I, I have I had so many other things to prepare that I just... Uh, I, I lost that out of sight, kind of, because I wanted to create a video, because videos is, video is very important on Product Hunt, apparently, and so recently I created a demo video that shows the user interface um, with some nice voiceover and put that on YouTube. You've, you've seen that? Yes, um, yeah, I've seen that. And I figured this is also nice just to have, but also it was made with... Um, thought in the back of my head that yes this wants to be this should be on product hunt as well um 
for that video to be made, my user interface needed to be at a point where it's actually usable because um, while I have the Mac app and that's not going anywhere, I really want to highlight the fact that we have a web uh, dashboard now as well. Yes. And you can use that dashboard to do asterisk everything that the Mac app can do. So we can also to, um, have people as customers who don't have a Mac, right? Yeah. Um, and so I needed to get the the user interface to the point where that was actually true. And because I've been uh, I've been like doing so many things at once, that also took a while. And then I also needed to write all the all these texts and um, copyright copyright the introduction post and everything. And I don't know, I just forgot. That's a lot. And it the other lot. thing, it is a lot. Yes, um, I don't know if it's like people. I actually like I just saw out of the corner of my eye a notification on Twitter. Like someone asked me, like, is pH still a thing? And I'm like, I'm like, I mean, it's a thing. It's a it's a thing until I decide it isn't a thing, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's a thing that I am exploring to see if it is a thing because um, as with everything else, like there are different avenues that I need to explore and see like how can I get the word out about our products. Yeah. Yeah, and I would but say anyway. like product hunts is not necessarily the thing, but you're right, it is a thing for sure. And... Right. You're learning, and this is a very, very good way to learn, like in terms of, right. you know, what's going to attract people to the product, what what sort of things people are looking after, looking for, and exactly, you know, the, the, there's a bit of social proof there as well as that. Even though I don't personally browse product hunts all the time or anything like that, if I'm looking for something. Um, and there's anything associated to product mm -hmm. hunt, then that looks to me, when I see it turn up in my search results, anything around that side of stuff, it's like, ah, yes, they've launched. They're really a thing. Right? There's a, <laughs> there's that mental yeah. trigger there, you know? <laughs> um, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I've sent out a newsletter to the newsletter subscribers from Telemetry Deck, and... Uh, I immediately got an answer from like that that basically asked people, "Hey, go to this product hunt URL and um, no, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you tell people it, about your feelings about telemetry deck, I would be very grateful." Yep. And um, this guy writes back to me, and this like this guy Engin, a good friend of mine who used to be my boss, and. He writes like, hey, just FYI, and, uh, Product Hunt now counts votes differently if you link to the product page versus if people click on the product page and then, then vote. So you should always link to the front page and then tell people to search for your product. Ah. And then like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> and just as with the other mistake, I cannot change the URL on the product no. page, so I can't do, I can't do that. But I also cannot change the links that I've already sent out. But no. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send out a few more tweets over the the day and day being defined as Pacific Summertime Day, I guess. Yep. Um, 
And from all of those, I've pre-written them. I've already removed uh, the 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 link, and I'm gonna I'm instead rewrote them to say like, hey, go to producthunt.com and then click on telemetry deck, and then you know. Yeah, that's cool. So you've got because that one in time and there is nothing stopping you from sending another email out if you really wanted to. I know you wouldn't necessarily want to annoy your, your emailing list, um, but you could do something along the lines of there's six hours to go now on the day. If anybody still wants to do this, here's what I'd like you to, to go do or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think I'm going to do that. Because yep. yeah, I want I want the especially the email subscribers. I want them to feel like okay, they get like one email per month or maybe two per month if it's like a very very eventful month, and the information is relevant to them and helps them. Because otherwise, they're just gonna unsubscribe. Yeah. Um. And also, like if they are inclined to help, they probably already click the link. And yep. if they're not interested, they're not going to do the other thing that that gives them more work. No, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah. Um, incidentally, if you are a listener to the show and you listen to this right now, uh, it is too late. Don't go to Product Hunt. Well, well do go to Product Hunt, but um, don't feel obligated to do, to do so because only the first 24 hours start. Yep. And by the time Dave has finished editing this, it will be over. It will be over basically. by a little way because we're timed every two weeks and we put an episode out last week. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm also really right. slow at editing too, so <laughs> there's that. Um, You're doing good. You're doing good. Oh, thank you. But 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 the information, I think, about what you've learned with, with this will, will still be relevant, you know. And, oh, yeah, and I, totally. I'm really, really keen to hear how it all sort of finishes up after the 24 hours have gone. Uh, so we definitely have to talk about it some more next time. Me me too. Like, I know there will be learnings and there will be like, because like, you know, like deep in my heart, I just want when people, I just want a thousand people to tell me oh, like, oh, wow, Daniel, this is so nice. This is so amazing. I subscribed and picked the biggest plan. So you now have uh, way more money available. And yep. of course, this is not how it's, how it's going. Like it's a learning process. Like some people will like the product. Some people, some some percentage of those will subscribe. Um, others won't like the product and will have valid criticisms. And I really need to look at those yep. and see like how we can improve. And so, just just up that ratchet every every time, you know. Yeah. Well, that's it. That, that's, again, it's all again. feedback at the stage. Um, yeah. And and probably at every stage, to be honest with you, you know, this is like it's continuous. Um. Yeah. But, uh, and different things work at different stages too. Yes. Um, like if we were any bigger, I don't think Product Hunt would move the needle at all for us. I mean, I might be wrong, but I just this, this is just a feeling that I have. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think there's um, there's a, a a natural progression though, and I think for being a an indie development project, as it were, or business rather. Mm-hmm. Right now, that that is the shape of telemetry deck. I think, as I as I see it, um, very much so. There's a lot to be said for meeting people at places like Product Hunt, because that's actually where where 
devs that are likely to want to incorporate your product into their own indie projects are more likely to come across it. And perhaps exactly. the, the next level beyond that is probably when you're talking mm-hmm. about um, you know, bigger businesses and it's actually the devs who have side projects or bits that they've worked on themselves from mm-hmm. the indie scene who may be able to help influence you in terms of bringing telemetry deck to the the businesses they work for you know i'm thinking about people in their yeah. day jobs that side yeah. of things yeah and this is like this is one of the reasons that i want to make telemetry deck like super easy for indies yeah because these are the people that are then advocating for the software once their day day job and needs a needs an analytics software you know and if I can impress them and tell them, hey, uh, give them like a, a good product with nice uh, features and that works properly, then then they're more likely to to want to use that in their day job as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think having something that solves this particular problem from a, a privacy first point of view is, is a unique angle. And I think that there are um, there are businesses that are starting to look at that side of things um, just in terms of assessing their their kind of risk surfaces, if you like, in terms of stuff like GDPR, that that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is a, 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 if you've got a brand new project, a brand new area, and you're going over like, okay, what's a way of us getting this sort of information, but but, you know, not being on the hook, if you like, for anything uh, bad in terms of privacy and that sort of thing. It's like, ping, yep, right. that's that's exactly the product and it's being developed and, you know, it's, it's going places with what it's doing as well. Um, I think that there's, well, you know there's a niche for your product, but I, I can see places where that could be really useful to a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like this this aspect of like I just don't want hassle with privacy laws. Like yeah. this is a very strong aspect that we the that me and Lisa hear all the time from customers or potential customers. Yeah. And so yeah, it's very important to me that people can just like plug this in and it just checks all the boxes. You don't need to do anything. And I actually <laughs> I've never I've never told anyone this yet, but um last week we sat down in zoom with no less than four different privacy law lawyers and spoke for multiple hours and found out that yes we are complying to all privacy laws that they know of and we should consider adding another step to the anonymization pipeline because that will like make the compliance especially in Europe with the GDPR a bit more hmm, what's the word like basically like right now we are compliant but yep. if a a if a judge would look very very badly upon us they might find us non-compliant or like in a gray area or something okay but if we but there's another step that we can, we can add that will not change the security implica- implication at all, but it will basically just just make it make it more clear to a law person that yes, we are doing the thing that the law has. 
that makes sense. Yeah. So that, that makes it easier to demonstrate your compliance. Um, right. And I guess the, because, the phrase I want to use is it means it would be mm-hmm. easier for you to be audited and for that to be guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I don't sense. know if audit is quite the right phrase because it's not a, a fan, financial or PCI type thing or that tax sort of thing. Um, yeah, but I get the I get I get the the concept, and that's yep. that's exactly correct. Because right now what we do is like we like it's all all about the user identifiers, and right now we hash them on the device, send them to the server, and then the server salts and hashes them, and yep. then stores the end result. And that means that there's a what these lawyers call a second of anonymization, <laughs> where the data goes from being pseudonymized to anonymized. And yep. that second of anonymization happens on our devices. So what can we do to move that second to the client's devices? Because then there's it's just like completely out of our hands. And so what we do is like we will also salt the user identifier on the client device and then just like this whole concept of the second of anonymization goes goes from goes away from our servers and we can like very easily point to that and say like see see gdpr doesn't apply to us at all that's brilliant Um, so yeah the only downside is that developers who use our sdk will have to add a salt string once when they built in build in the the sdk We'll yep. Just ask them to to mesh their keys a bit and put like um, quote marks around them, and never tell us that string. Okay. So, yeah i've I've got I've got a bit of an idea about mm-hmm. how I would approach um, embedding that that salt. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're going way off into the development weeds now, but. This is actually quite quite near to my heart at the moment because um, that's something where you would actually give that string to the SDK, right? In terms of like right. initializing the SDK. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I'm I'm doing now is if my app can use CloudKit, then I've actually got a whole system now where I send configuration and that sort of thing through CloudKit to the app um so i i would put a salting string like that in CloudKit rather than embedding it directly into the binary of the app um okay and then it, it, it so then the reason for that being is that if the app is reversed engineered itself um then somebody trying to get into that would also have to uh, jailbreak and reverse engineer a whole bunch of stuff around the encryption coming through from CloudKit as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we should consider that or yeah. um, at least advise our customers to to on how to do that, you know. I was going to say, I might be able um, to put, put together a demonstration project or something to say, this is how I've done oh, love that. this. Yeah, so... Kind of going into the development weeds, but that that's made my uh, my day job practices sort of come back to me because yeah. that's what we're doing at the moment. We're embedding things like that into configuration in CloudKit so that we we don't run the risk um, of these keys ending up in like um, source control and that side of stuff as well. Yeah, that is very smart. I mean, like this this salt basically, as long as 
yeah um as long as we don't actually save it it's not a, a huge security risk but yeah yep. just have good practices and know that some strings should not be in your code and yeah maybe it's a good start yep thanks thanks very much for for the reminder um speaking of your coding you wanted to tell me something about one of your apps oh yeah yeah so i um i think i spoke on the last um on the last show i mentioned that somebody had emailed me about support for go vj and i've started um getting back into the code again for for go vj and what i've done is i've actually put out an updated test flight um nearly a week ago now and it's been great actually so what i did is i literally just bumped the build and sent the existing beta version of the app straight through to test flight uh and then added a bunch of people who um had either contacted me in the last couple of months or um people that had replied to me on twitter and said yeah they, they'd be interested in um, testing the app so i didn't do any changes i thought right let's just put the test flight bill back out there again because the previous build had expired and see what the feedback is that i get on a couple of key areas and then see how i feel about getting back into the development and the answer is is that it spurred me on because i got some really good feedback from a few people um about specific things that i kind of got a bit stuck on a few months ago um so i feel like i'm actually bringing the app along again now that i've got that little push and a little bit of feedback oh that's awesome to hear yeah um i had uh uh, somebody who i think may listen to the show uh chris who gave me some very very good feedback um Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, that that was perfect. Like, he took screenshots in the test flight app, annotated it, did all of that, and I was like, whoa, okay, this is this is super helpful. Um, oh, yeah, those are the best people. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, is that some of this was things like that I had my own misgivings about that particular bit of the UI, um, and he's either kind of reminded me of what i wanted to do to it anyway um or offered some really good good suggestions so i pretty much took all of that and pulled that into trello and now i'm just working my way through it sort of bit by bit um along with a really good bug report from my brother as well so mm-hmm. yeah things are cooking again with with the project awesome that's good to hear like yeah sometimes you need a break and then someone to give you like really good feedback and then you're back in the game yeah yeah for sure and it's also made me realize that the the app itself to be honest with you it's not too far away from me being able to release it um Mm -hmm. the, the trouble with this project is this was my first app and building it was a bit of a a labor of love and Mm -hmm. so it is never done it is never going to be done you know (laughs) Uh, um yeah i can relate like a tiny little bit you know yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's uh yeah there's there's always something and i never quite want to let it go but i'm gonna let this version two go and then 
all the other cool stuff that I want to do with it can be version 2.1, 2.2, and so on. And I kind of just need to keep a, a bit of momentum. Yeah, that's what just what I was going to say. Like, the more releases you make, like, I know people are always on Twitter being like, oh, another update and whatever. But the more times you, rele- you, you would make feature releases, the more often you have, like, a a excuse to talk about your product and about the new feature and everything so yeah do that yeah yeah for and sure. uh, also like it just gives you more gives you more data out there like if you just do the minimum viable feature so to speak um yeah and then you see how people are using it either through reports or through telemetry deck or through other analytics software or through i don't know people on twitter and that helps you like develop the product right yeah yeah for sure and i mean there's a whole bunch of things with this where i'm looking and i'm going right okay this the way the app works it's it's a video mixing app the main ui is like a somewhere between a audio mixer um a synthesizer and and other sort of that sort of software um right and the the UI that I've got for the phone is now working to a stage where I'm pretty happy with it. But mm-hmm. when you put it on the iPad, it it doesn't work. It doesn't scale very well. Um, there's a whole bunch of things I can do at the moment. There's two channels for um, two two channels of video that you mix between, and there's no reason why on the iPad instead of switching between that channel or the other channel to control it, that both can't be sort of sat there side by side with all of the controls Mm -hmm. um, if you've got enough space. But if I do that before I release this update, I'm not going to release this update. So although I love the iPad, the iPad is getting the shittier version of things (laughs) um, on this update. Uh, And then I'm going to swing back around a little later and give it a bit more love. because I think that's a very good idea. Yeah, and it gives me an excuse to do another update as well. I can have an update that is, you know, the iPad update after Mm -hmm. that. Uh, And I don't know. That's another thing where I'm going to have a go at this, and I don't know if I'm going to get it right. But, again, I can try it. I can post about it. I can see if anybody wants to test it um, and then sort of go from there. Speaking of, I have a recommendation for you. Go on. Which is um, if you want to have a bit more um, testers on TestFlight, you can put your TestFlight um, sign-up link on this website called airport.community, Ooh. Um, which is basically like people go there to beta test software. Um, okay. And I've had some good experiences on that. Just like put put your your, your app there and... You get I I got like I don't know fifty sixty seventy users, yeah, on the beta, and then got some good feedback out of them. So that might be an avenue for you to um, get more feedback from beta testers, but also just like especially in the early stages, just make your app a bit more visible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm totally up for doing that with this. Um, certainly now I've had this this round of testing mm-hmm. um because by the ne- by the time i next do any sort of more public testing again um things should be nearly complete like the only thing that i'm going to be that will still be hanging 
is my monetization screens at that mm-hmm. point. So in terms of features and that side of stuff, the test flight should be pretty, you know, pretty much the full product. Um, so right. yeah, that'll be a good time. Good time to do that. Um, yeah, awesome. that's cool. I hadn't come across that site before, so I'm going to have to check that out. I don't know where I found that, but yeah, it's been in my in my list of links to to check out before releasing stuff. Yeah, oh, that's cool. We need to make sure that that that's it. that's going to be in the show notes. But I also feel like the stuff that you've talked to me about at the beginning of the show about product mm-hmm. hunt. I kind of feel like that's worthy of you wrapping all your thoughts up after the 24 hours. Um, And if you blog about it or put anything else anywhere out about it, then we can also put that in the show notes as well. Oh, Um, totally. We can um, also, like, I'm probably going to blog about it. I'm probably going to talk about it a little bit on the next episode if you're interested. Yep. And... Yeah, and let's let's see what I can what I can learn from it. Um, Lisa as well is like she's not as connected with the with the tech and developer community as I am, but she's like a really good marketer, and I am very very sure that she will also get some very good conclusions and feedback out of the whole thing. Awesome. Oh, and I also wanted to tell you because last time we spoke, you recommended to me. Make short, unedited YouTube videos. I did um, that yes. show what you've been working on, and I started doing those, and they are horrible, but <laughs> they are slightly getting better. They're giving me a way to talk about uh, what I'm working on, and they are giving me experience on how to work with YouTube. So even though I don't get a lot of views, and they are not very well structured because as per your recommendations i just start a recording and they start talking and i'm not pre-planning too much yep um but still i think i'm getting better i think um this should be something that i'm or i think this is something that i'm going to continue exploring especially cool. since like the only like i'm one of only Oh, I'm the only full-time developer on our on our project right now, and um, the other two are uh, only very much part-time. And so I can I can't tell them every day like, look, I've done this because they're just not present too much. Yeah, and it really helps me to show people what I've done because then while showing it to people, I look at it, I look at my my thing through different eyes, and. I immediately realize, hey, this is actually wrong. It should be different or something like that. And so it really helps me showing my my project to people. Um, it helps me like actually develop the project. That's cool. And, you, and you're using that for asynchronous working with the other people that you're working with as well. So in terms I of, could probably, yeah. I mean, they they actually watch they actually watch these, yeah. And I got a few comments from them like, "Hey, this is really cool." Like uh, Charlotte, who does the uh, Mac app now, um, 
she was actually very excited because like she's like okay i'm gonna like slightly rejigger the um, the user interface to more match the interface you you've done on the website uh, and we had a we had a call yesterday and um it was all very very enthusiastic because she's cool. been doing amazing work on the mac app as well oh that's awesome i i in my day job and certainly in the past when i was working at a a mobile apps agency Mm -hmm. uh one of the things i advocated for pretty strongly was when you're making a a feature um if you're communicating with people asynchronously or or across distance um you know through slack or something like that Mm -hmm. um demo it by taking a screen recording in the simulator and actually showing it working you know i've added this this feature to this screen it does x y or z you know, little mm. blurb, and then here's the video of it in action. And I found that that was really, really good for, yeah, for, for asynchronous communication with other people who are dependent on you in the team, you know, typically designers or um, product owners in the environment that I was in. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also super cool for clients if we had shared channels with them uh, to see incremental development before the next milestone as well. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I um, mean, usually what I would do is, um, especially for pull requests, like I've used in remote companies before, right? And especially then, I would write very detailed notes in my tickets first and then in the pull request once it's once the feature yeah. is finished. And I would sometimes add like an an animated GIF, so a screen recording turn, turned into a GIF to the pull request. Yes, yeah. But somehow I had never considered uh, actually doing a full video with voiceover because, I don't know, it feels more closer and personal maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah, that I, I hear you about the whole asynchronous communication and I do that a lot via text. Like I can, I think I can write pretty okay-ish and communicate yeah, yeah, my yeah. ideas. And, um, but yeah, maybe I should employ video more. I think you can do both. I think you can certainly take a, just take a recording of the simulator without talking over it and a bit of a write-up in text right. to go with it. Right. Um, so not necessarily you know, doing a literal voiced demo, but I find it interesting because what you're describing about your YouTube videos that you've been sharing mm-hmm. um, and then other people on your team getting you know something out of that in terms of... of relating it back to what they're working on it's kind of crossing into that area as well so yeah you've given me food for thought with what i'm working on as well (laughs) nice yeah see this is this is basically work that we're doing it's not a chat between friends it's work damn it trick me into working daniel (laughs) Can we deduct this from our taxes somehow? I don't know how that would work. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe. Um, yeah, we totally oh. should. Well, I'm going to have to go, Daniel. But uh, uh-huh. as always, lovely talking to you. It um, was. It was amazing. Yeah, let's uh, catch up more about Product Hunt next time. And um, Yeah, I'm going to check my dashboards the second I hang up. <laughs> excellent. All right, have a very pleasant evening. And talk to you soon.